the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good morning and welcome to episode 116 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments Podcast with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, we're going to be talking with Jessica Luecki. She's a senior travel consultant for the NAMU Travel Group. She's been in Costa Rica for over six years. She lives up by the uh, La Fortuna Arenal area and has traveled all over Costa Rica, uh, as well as I actually helped her and her mum purchase a property in Pacifico back in 2020. So today, we're going to be talking to her about her experience and advice for people looking to invest and live in. In Costa Rica. Um, before we get started, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody that's reached out for us. I think a lot of you have found this podcast to be very useful. I really appreciate all the messages that you've been sending in. Uh, and a lot of you were actually ending up actually helping you and advising you or putting you in contact with someone that can help you. You know, our speciality is helping people invest here in Costa Rica. Everything from, you know, buying a piece of land and project managing a build. Uh, we have 15 builds going on at the moment um, to actually helping people just buy condos, homes here, understanding kind of what typical returns are, producing um, a uh, financial model so that they can clearly understand and a realistic financial model, uh, as well as uh, at the moment, a lot of you actually reaching out for me to help you kind of guide you in the purchase of a hotel. Um or a variety of different vacation rentals here, kind of really helping you define that model. Um, and some of you actually moving down here to Costa Rica to start a business. So remember, if you want to get in contact with us, you can info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, today is also an actual special day. Today, I actually close on Via Buena Onda, property that we built in 2006. It's a 10,000 square foot, eight bedroom home. So today we're closing on that. Uh, I'm very excited about that, um, but I'm still going to end up uh, being running it for the next five months anyway, just because the current buyers would like that. And of course, I have, a, you know, I have an affinity to all the people that work there um, and also kind of, I suppose, the legacy that's there. But anyway, remember, if you want to contact us, you can info at investingcostarica.com. But let's get straight into the podcast. Good morning, Jessica. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Very, very good. I really appreciate you taking time on this uh, Thursday morning here to uh, jump on a podcast with me. Sure thing. Yeah, I actually just got into where I'm in Playas del Coco. So it's a, it's a nice, beautiful, sunny morning here. So I have no complaints on my end. I mean, I think the summer is coming. I can feel it here in the city here. The wind is starting to blow. It's a warm wind, but uh, it's amazing that like, you know, November, December, actually some of the coldest months here. It's interesting, right? So I actually live, um, I live, you know, about four hours here from the beach, uh, about 40 minutes further than La Fortuna. So closer to like mountains, volcanoes. And we actually get really nice weather, like September, October, November, um, as far as like clear skies and sun. So it's kind of nice that I can be there for some months and then here some months and, and kind of get to play around with, with the weather and the, and the seasons there. I mean, that's the beauty of Costa Rica. I mean, you know, it's tons of microclimates. You know, if you want cold and mist and rain, you know, you can get it if you want sun. You know, I mean, I always say to people sometimes it's like I get tired of the sun by the time like March, April. It's just been months and months of sun of just like seeing cold clouds and rain sometimes is nice. You know? Yeah, no, and, and it's it gets toasty here on the beaches. That's for sure. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, Jessica, uh, I mean, you know, it's always been my hypothesis, and I think I've mentioned a lot on this podcast that tourism really kind of leads real estate in this country, just especially in more the coastal areas, because again, these, you know, these condos, homes didn't just pop up, you know, first tourism came, people said, I like this, and then decided, you know, to either settle or, or to build a home there. I mean, with that being said, kind of on your end, because you're kind of more on the luxury travel end, I mean, are you seeing a slowdown in tourism demand? Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption, um, right? Just what you're saying about tourism and, and investment properties. I've lived here in Costa Rica full time now for six years and as a single female. And so I think the biggest thing about Costa Rica is that it's safe, um, yep. you know, for families, women, you know, single women, men. Um, I also don't, you know, I'm not walking the beaches at 4 a.m. after a night of drinking, but, you know, it's it's a safe country. And so I think that's that's super important, too, when it comes to investing or even, you know, just coming down for a vacation and, and tourism too. But in regards to, you know, where we're at with tourism, it's, it's not slowing down. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's, it's not, um, you know, since I would even say, you know, I felt like the rest of the world was still kind of heavy in the pandemic, but as soon as we opened our borders here, uh, we got a pretty heavy influx and it hasn't stopped. Um, in fact, it's, it's really interesting the way that hotels are now managing their reservations and how it's something that we've never seen, um, you know, in the history of tourism here in Costa Rica, just because they're, they're having to manage their own inventory, you know, yeah. from a, from a perspective of like, okay, how can we maximize our, our revenues, but also continue to give our guests this amazing experience. So it's really interesting to see all the changes in tourism, but slowing down, not anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people are just concerned that, you know, the world economic environment is going to impact real estate and pricing here in Costa Rica. But as I said to people is, in my experience over the past couple of months, it's not slowing down and November is not and December is not my January, my February, my March is not. So the demand is there, you know, for sure. So I don't see, you know, I think if anybody's waiting here to purchase, you know, timing the market, I mean, you may be waiting like five years to time that market just because, again, it doesn't really impact Costa Rica that much because a lot of people are cash buyers. So, you know, it's uh, a lot of people have cash. And they don't know what to do with it at the moment. That's the thing. Right. You know. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, the the time to buy, you know, was maybe during COVID for those that were either here in the country still or that could, you know, or had the, you know, took the risk of seeing, you know, purchasing things at a good price, but, you know, perhaps sight unseen. So yeah. I think it's, it's really interesting. And it's been, you know, in the investment worlds, um, you know, and property purchasing, I think has been super, and again, just everything with tourism, um, you know, in the, ex, in the expat community here have all been changing in the last few years too, which is, I think, something that the country hasn't seen a lot of, um, or at least not at this level. Um, and you you might know more about that, but um, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to, uh, because I know that you guys purchase kind of just, uh, you know, just post-pandemic, so we'll get to that a little bit, a little bit later. But I mean, what parts of the tourism market have you seen that have done very well post-COVID? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, so I own a home here in Coco, but I also have a home in, in near La Fortuna. And so something that I've realized is that there were a lot of like older locales or like rental units um, or like small strip malls, um, older restaurants that have kind of been around for forever. Um, and the pandemic kind of cleared out the ones that perhaps weren't 
super successful and they've kind of, it's kind of given like a, a refresh uh, to a lot of like the smaller towns, whether it be beach towns, mountain towns, uh, you know, La Fortuna. Um, and so it's kind of gotten, you know, newer restaurants, more modern, more, you know, kind of what, what people are looking for, um, per, yeah. more personalized experiences rather than just like the, the people that were around her forever. Um, and so that's been really nice to see like smaller markets, um, you know, different kinds of restaurants. Um, it's also been really cool to see like local solas or like typical Costa Rican food restaurants pop up kind of all over, not even just in, you know, the, uh, the like the tourist destinations perhaps in fact I've, I've got a funny story about that um one morning i was driving from la fortuna here to to coco and i normally stop at this this restaurant Mac, uh, cafe in macadamia and i, I know on, it, the, on the lake yep it's very nice on the lake there but they don't open till eight um and we had left oh, wow. my house at um oh man i don't know like 5 a.m so we were driving through there at like 7 7 30 and they weren't open. So I was like, oh man, bummer. And so the next place that I saw driving was called, it's called Sola La Macha. And it's this really cute, uh, there's like four tables. You have to park your car, walk across this hanging bridge. Um, and it's, there's no menu. Um, and it's this, this super traditional Tika woman. And she's like, okay, you guys want the typical breakfast? And she served it family style. And it was so cute. Um, and I actually did a little video about it because it was such good food. The service was amazing. She cooked it with love, right? And her son was one of the cooks and her aunt was the like the uh, like business owner, I suppose. And so it was this just really cute family owned restaurant. And she, I saw her about six months later and she like was putting on an extension to her restaurant because she's like, you know, we, we, uh -huh. we get full. And so, you know, just with like, of course, there's a little bit of tourism that comes through there. She doesn't speak English, um, but it's a really just cool. I recommend it to all of my travelers, um, but she's like, they don't fit anymore. I have to, you know, have to expand. And so it was really cool to just see like someone who maybe got like, you know, two or three people coming through for breakfasts in the morning. And now she's having to expand because she's getting, you know, 10, 15 groups or families coming through. And so it's just really cool to see, um, what people are looking for in regards to experiences or personalized service or, um, you know, certain types of food and things like that, seeing those kind of explode over the yep. you know, post pandemic time has been really cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, I think that's the beauty of Costa Rica. I mean, this really is a country of small businesses, um, you know, and some people that move down here or thinking about moving up, well, what am I going to do for a business? And I, as I always say to them, there's that famous Costa Rican saying, I plata en el calle. There is money in the street. Like you just need to know how to pick it up. So, I mean, I think if you spend enough time, I was chatting with someone the other day where I was just like, look, you're going to spend enough time. Like the, there are areas in Costa Rica that are growing and these ancillary services are not there yet. Like storage, dry cleaning, you know, toy shops, all these kind of things that are so random. But like, you just need to think about what do I have at home that I wish that I would have here and do that. Right. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because you know, I, I kind of have what I feel like is the best of both worlds. And as I've mentioned, I have a, you know, home kind of more in like rural because I, the town is Ciudad yeah. Quesal. I don't live in La Fortuna. And yeah. um, so I kind of get that super traditional, like there's restaurants that still cook a la leña, like wood fire grills, um, very traditional um, experiences there. But then I also get like the, you know, the accommodations perhaps that I would, I'd miss from being in the States here in El Coco, right? So we have automercados. Yeah. So if I want to go get some Cheetos, I could find those here or whatever it may be. Right. Um, 
it's a, and it's, it's a small country, right? So you can really, you know, do and see and have so many experiences just by driving, you know, three, yeah, four hours. Definitely. definitely. I mean, a, a lot of people at the moment are looking to kind of start a hotel or buy an existing one, build a kind of hotel or B&B. I mean, if it was you, where would you do it in Costa Rica and why? I think actually you and I have talked about this before. I think honestly, so I, I don't know if you actually know this, but I, I managed two Airbnbs, um, yep. perhaps three soon. Um, one is in El Burrito, which is just right outside of La Fortuna. Um, it's about like a seven to eight minute drive from downtown Fortuna. Um, it was my, my boyfriend's aunt's house. They moved out and it was kind of abandoned. So we stuck some money into it. And, and now we, you know, it's two floors, two bedrooms, ensuite bathrooms. So we, you know, we have that one, but there's so much property in La Fortuna that has, you know, close to the waterfall, beautiful volcano views, five minute drive, 10 minute drive from hot springs. Um, and funny if I had to say somebody... that, Jessica, <laughs> funny, you say that, but I'm actually doing due diligence on a very large property up there at the moment. What? Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there, we, we actually were looking during the pandemic. Um, we spent a few weeks looking at different properties and talking to a few owners because there's so much beautiful property up there. And I do honestly feel like it, I love Fortuna. I'm super biased because I've lived here for, you know, five or six years, but, um, it's, it does, it's missing that like luxury, more luxury or, or, or boutique, right? So something yeah. unique and different that makes you feel like you are in the heart of the rainforest. Um, and you know, a Jaguar or a Puma could come by at any time. Um, yeah. and so I, I, that's, that's what I do. Um, and it's something yep. that I'm, I'm looking into. So, well, we can't, we, we can't give it away to everyone that's listening here, Jessica. I'll have to edit this part out because, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm looking at five hectares at the moment. So, uh, oh. the team, team, team working on that. So still a long way to go yet. These things, of course, uh, you know, especially on larger bits of land and everything, it's got a river on it and we might need to build a bridge. And anyway, that comes with complications, but anyway, uh, I, There's I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think in, in Namu, uh, the travel company, 70% of clients actually end up going to Aranau anyway. So, I mean, the demand is there. It's ADR, you know, its average daily rate is just as good as a lot of beach locations. So, you know, it's it's there's a lot of potential there. And honestly, you go on Airbnb, I, I, I charge super, you know, I have a really good rate for my, um, for the house that I rent out there. Um, and I'm, you know, almost a 10 minute drive from town. And so if you have, you know, and there, what's nice about Fortuna too, is you have like the downtown and then you have that smaller town just right up the road, which has like a super Christian and it's got a few restaurants where like yep. La Cava pizza is. Um, and so, you know, you can, and there's so much property. So you're always going to be within, you know, five, 10 minute drive from town. And so it's convenient. Um, yeah. And I just, I do think that Fortuna is missing affordable, you know, because there are some hotels that have super beautiful villas, which are, you know, five, $6,000 a night. Um, but, you know, boutique, perhaps luxury, you know, very rainforest style accommodations in La Fortuna, I think is something that it's missing. I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, I know you've got a lot of experience with vacation rentals, both running them and also um, selling them as well. Um, I mean, what are the amenities and services that you would advise, you know, vacation rental owners to think about, or, you know, vacation rental owners to push their property management companies to think about? Yeah, I, I would say that vacation rentals are, are kind of their own 
apart from, you know, from hotels, you'd think that they're quite similar, but they're not. I think that's something important to note. And I think it depends on how large their vacation rentals are that you're talking about um, or, or honestly what people are looking for. But I think that location to, if you're going to be on a beach town, the location to the beach is important. And if you're not within walking distance, like having a shuttle, for me, it's, it's a lot easier of a sale to say like, Hey, you're not going to be right on the beach, but you have a, you know, a shuttle included. You just let their concierge know whenever you're ready to head out to the beach and they'll, and they'll take you. Um, because people would prefer to have, uh, perhaps less nice accommodation, but closer to the beach. So mm-hmm. if you can, if you have a nice accommodation and you are further back from the beach than just having that, you know, shuttle service or something like that. Um, and then I would say like, you know, if you're going to do like a, a mountainous volcano, hot spring type of accommodation or, or investment, um, you know, maybe you include like just having like that added value. So maybe you get like 20% off the local hot spring entrance or, um, you know, you give, you, you know, that you're located towards, um, or close to the accommodation or the, the experiences that people are looking for. So, you know, are, are you investing in a beach town where you know, some of the local tours are, you know, an hour and a half drive away, or, you know, are you investing in a, a property near La Fortuna, but the nearest hot springs are, you know, 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, because it's important to realize like what people are going to these areas for and what they're looking to experience. So just knowing your customer too. I agree. I agree. So let's just uh, change gears a little bit. I mean, you and your mum bought a condo in 2020 in Pacifico. And I have to tell the audience, of course, that uh, <laughs> I helped you guys. By that. <laughs> um, just uh, again, just because it was such a great story. Um, you know, and I remember telling your mum, do not buy the first thing that we see, you know, because we went and looked at a bunch of different stuff. Um, but maybe you could get, you know, your mom ended up buying the first thing we saw, but it was the best. It was the best <laughs> thing, really. And I mean, amazing price, great location. And I, I think you and your mom are very happy. Um, but I mean, can you give like, you know, some of the listeners advice when purchasing a property in Costa Rica? And what would you say to them? Yeah. Um, so it's the, the story of, of my, my purchase at the condo here is it still makes me laugh because. I'd reached out to you and my mom first was like, I think I'm going to retire and I might be interested in purchasing a property on there. And she, she, I, you know, I'd let you know that she was coming and you're like, yeah, for sure. I'll, you know, hang out with you guys for a day. We can go look at a few different beach towns and locations and, you know, properties for sale just to get an idea of what's available. And, you know, we, we left with you in the morning and you're like, Sharon, I really don't think it's, you know, I can't advise you to buy anything because, you know, you haven't really spent a ton of time down here except for visiting, you know, your daughter at work and and where she's living. So I think the best idea is just to get an idea of, you know, what the different beach towns are, what they have to offer, where you could picture yourself, you know, potentially living. Um, And my mom took none of that advice. (laughs) We're still super happy, but that's- It's it's, worked out really well for you guys. It has, but, but honestly, like what your advice is, is what I tell most people, because Unfortunately, I've, I've heard a lot of other stories of people coming, buying, and then realizing, A, the property I bought doesn't have water access, right? Or, yep. hey, where I, where I purchased, um, you know, they said that there was going to be this huge hotel going up down the street, and now that's not happening. I thought that was going to, you know, add value to my property. Or, so all of these things, right? So just being very sure about where you're looking, what you want to use that property for. Like, is it solely an investment? You want to come down once a year 
or like my mom, are you looking to snowboard and move down, you know, come here for like six yeah. months and then maybe rent it out the, the rest of the time. And so my, my recommendations would be know where you're buying. Don't come and buy something your first time here in Costa Rica, even if you believe in your heart of hearts that this is exactly where you want to spend your retirement and the rest of your life. It's really great. And I perhaps am biased in saying that, but so many people do it. And then this blessing turns into, you know, a curse when it's not exactly what they'd imagined. So just doing your research. Um, yeah. and we've got plenty of contacts, you know, to help people do that. Um, but also realtors are a dime a dozen here. And so, you know, working with someone that genuinely has your best interest in mind, this sounds like a, a plug for you, <laughs> but, but honestly, like working with someone that doesn't just want to sell you whatever they have, you know, on the market. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, it's just important for me to just make sure somebody's doing the, uh, you know, the right thing. And, you know, I'm a, I say to people, look, I'm a pain in the butt because if you tell me something and I don't think it's right for you, I'm just going to keep at that until you be like, Rich, shut up. I'm doing this. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just need to say my piece. If you know what I mean, so, you know, and that comes right. from everything from, you know, whenever we're developing larger properties here to, you know, just buying something small or, or, or doing anything. So, you know, it's, there's a lot that you don't understand about Costa Rica, the culture and kind of acclimatizing to that can take a while sometimes. So, you know, you just need to be aware of that. And, you know, I say sometimes try it before you buy sometimes. Costa Rica is easy to get into. Uh, if you don't buy the right thing, it's not that easy to get out of, unfortunately. Right. You know. And I think having someone in your corner, right? Like, trusting the other person, especially when you're not physically here in Costa Rica, like my mom having yeah. to do everything, you know, I mean, I was four hours away, but she was in the States, like during our closing yeah. and the inspection and, you know, so the legal documents were in Spanish. So who, who is here to help her? That's not just trying to make a quick sale um, that yeah. genuinely has your best interest at, at mind. So I think honestly, for me, it's, you might pay a bit more, right? Like upfront, but you're going to get a better experience, you know, in, in, in the long run. Yeah. You should say to people, yeah, look, typically when I'm negotiating the price, I'll make it back for you tenfold anyway. So don't worry. You know, right. But I mean, what advice would you, when it comes to living in Costa Rica, maybe you've covered some of this. I mean, what advice would you give to someone uh, beyond, you know, rent before you buy? I mean, what, what other stuff, what challenges do you think that they may, uh, may come across when, when living here? Things that, you know, just that were just like, wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, things aren't convenient here. We have a, a dicho or a saying here that everything that's difficult, everything that should be easy is difficult. Yep. It is true. <laughs> um, sometimes you think something, it, it should just, you know, happen super quick or, you know, your internet goes out and the guy from Tigo says he'll be over in two hours and you call him you know, at five o'clock that night and he's still not there and oh, tomorrow. I'll... So just, and it, it's just kind of the, the culture here, right? Is, you know, and there, there are definitely professionals that are, are quite different, but I'd say as the majority, like, you know, there's not a, a lot of um, necessity to correr, like to, yeah. to do things quickly. And um, as far as like convenience goes, right? Like I can't just order an Amazon package and have it shut up on my door tomorrow. Um, that takes some getting used to, um, you know, planning ahead. If, if I, if, um, 
you know, need to send something to my house in the States. And then when I go to my, just being a little bit more organized, but I'd say the hardest thing that I find for people is that the convenience isn't there. And that does take some getting used to, um, you know, if you want to like, even just some of the stores, right? Like Lowe's or, or TJ Maxx and some of those things, you know, even for decorating or just things that we get so accustomed to in the States, um, and just having those conveniences and being able to, um, you know, go and have a million options at the, you know, at the tip of our fingers, it doesn't, doesn't quite exist here. Um, and things, sorry to to cut you off, but I'd say, and things, things are not cheap here in Costa Rica. People think like, Oh, you know, Costa Rica, uh, super cheap. It's, it's not right. So I think that takes some getting used to, too. Some services might be a little bit bit less expensive. Um, and they're, you know, this country is, is great, but as a whole, you know, things aren't dirt cheap either, perhaps like some other Central American countries. Yeah. No, I was having a discussion with a guy that lives in Guatemala. He's Costa Rican, but lives in Guatemala and travels throughout, you know, and he was just like, look, Costa Rica is the most expensive country, but it's the most secure country as well. Like from a security point of view, like I feel safer here than I do in the UK. Um, you know, I mean, nothing really happens here. You know, that's the great thing about it. I mean, I think that people just need to understand is like everyone lives in the present here. Nobody's really thinking about tomorrow. Uh, you know, which is what a lot, of, a lot of people love about it. But I always say we pay for the weather. You know, yeah. that's the premium. And I think too, like being an immigrant or an expat or whatever you want to call us and purchasing a property in another country is, let's be honest, terrifying. And yep. so knowing that like if I purchase a property here in Costa Rica, I actually just closed on um, like a acre and a half, almost two acres of land like a month ago. And just like making sure that like no one can take this away from me because, yeah. you know, there are areas of, you know, of other Central American countries where like you buy something and in 10 years, the government's like, actually, that's ours. Thank you. Yep. Um, and so that that doesn't happen here. And so, ju- yeah. you know, not even just security of like, you know, your physical security, but the security of your investment. Yeah, um, I agree. And so that is huge, a huge peace of mind for for anyone investing here, too. Well, Jessica, my last question to you, which I love to ask everyone, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it in a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in and why? Hmm, that's a good one. You can do two things with it, of course. You can split it in half. You can chop it up into bits. Yeah, I would absolutely do some sort of property in La Fortuna. I think that there's just such a need there. Um, whether it be, you know, buying a larger property and, and doing several different like bungalows or A-frames don't, or, don't give you the know, game, some... Don't give the game away, Jessica. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, hey, thinking it, about doing it and true. doing it are two completely different things. Right. Um, but I think that that's a real need. And I think that I see it most too, because I, I live there and, um, I, I lived in Fortuna for, you know, a few years. Um, and and I think it really depends, right? Like me personally, um, the property I just bought butts up against the Juan Castro Blanco National Park. And so, right, I have like, for me, it's like true peace and quiet. Um, you know, since it's Serviumbre uh, Agricola, all of the yep. lots there have to be, you know, a certain size. And so I'll never have like direct neighbors. But for me, like I'd probably take half of that and, you know, build my my dream house there because I have you know, a 180 degree view of mountains, volcano, you know, the town of Ciudad Quesada. And, you know, I would, 
I'd probably actually build two homes on that property, like one for, you know, my family and then another for, you know, guests or when my mom yeah. comes from the beach. Um, but I think it really depends on, you know, each person, right? Because if, you know, when you're investing, are you investing it for, you know, um, like income? Are you investing it because that's where you want to retire to? Um, you know, what do you think your return on investment is going to be? You know, because that's going to depend on where it might be. So me personally, I'd probably... Um, you know, do one or two bungalows or something like that in La Fortuna with a beautiful volcano view close to probably the waterfall. And then um, I'd probably take the other half and, and do something for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jessica, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. I'm going to put in your description, uh, your details in the description down below. I think anybody that's looking for a, especially a custom designed luxury vacation to Costa Rica should definitely reach out to you because I know that you're very very good at what you do and that's an understatement but uh but really appreciate <laughs> you uh taking the uh, time to come on the podcast and chat with us yeah if anyone wants to reach out um happy to help you out I think that um just understanding what people are looking for whether it be investments in real estate or you know even just coming to experience the country you know what are you all looking to do see to experience and and, you know, we can help you custom customize something or a package, you know, from there. So thanks for having me and Not let's keep in touch. Sounds great, Jessica. You have a great day. You too. I hope you enjoyed that podcast there with uh, Jessica. I promise it was not a plug for my services, just that it, uh, she's been a, you know, she's has a visibility into Costa Rica, which I think is very unique as well. Having worked in the luxury travel side, having, you know, property managing, owning properties, uh, as well as investing in a beach property uh, with her mum there as well. So remember, all of her contact details are in the description. If anyone wants to reach out to us, they can info at investingcostarica.com. That's investingcostarica.com. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please uh, pass the pod, share the pod, guys. Uh, give us a five-star review. Uh, write some comments. We always love to read them. Uh, until the next podcast, guys, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.